Hello, 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 ladies. It's Emily and Patricia. And this is the Messy Faith Podcast because life is messy. But God already paid the maid. He sure did. He sure did. I was too busy dancing. (laughs) Sorry. Settle down now. (laughs) This is not so you think you can dance. Mm, Not soul train, huh? (laughs) So um, today we're going to talk about what you see versus what God sees. And Mm. by you, we mean how you view yourself. Yeah. Um, And those stories we tell ourselves. Um, And so, Satricia. I'm going to ask you the first question. We're just going to dive right in. Dive. And we're going to get a little personal today. We're going to get a little vulnerable. Okay. But hey, what's life if you're not open and honest, yeah, right? for sure. Boring. Boring. Okay. So in what areas do you feel not good enough? Ooh, a couple. Um, I would say one, um, one being like weight and appearance. Oh, yeah. Um, I struggle with that um, and being comfortable at the weight that I'm at. Um, that's like a, a present current one. I would say one that I'm recently working through that God had to kind of help heal is not feeling smart enough. Really? Yes. Not feeling smart. I just feel like you are talking wisdom Aww. and like poise. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> Like that. even my children have made comments to me about that. Oh, yeah. That's okay. sweet. So interesting. So what ways do you feel like you're not oh, good enough? snap. Let me like pull out the piece of paper with the hundred, hundred, uh, list. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, my big one is not being smart enough as well. Hmm. So I come from like I was in special ed all the way up until like ninth grade. Impossible. No, I I promise you. Really? Yes. Because you always know a little bit about everything. (laughs) So that's hard to believe. Yeah. And I um, I don't feel. um, Well, not a little bit, a lot about a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna let that one slide. No, just kidding. Uh, I mean, if we're being flat out honest, some days I feel freaking fantastic and look amazing. But majority of the days, Mm -hmm. I, I don't necessarily you know we're nitpicky about the way we look yeah you know at least I am you know and it took me um a big one is my nose (laughs) really yes it's like huge I didn't like Like, so growing up up, I'd be like called toucan Sam because it kind of looks like a it is not even huge that's crazy and then my dad bless his heart that's how the people in the south say it bless your heart bless your he'd be like your nose is you're Roman Emily because I was adopted so sometimes I wouldn't know my you know like Wow. Background. Uh-huh. He's and like, he you're Roman no because yeah. your nose is Roman all over your face. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, so much show. I, I would have this dream that there has to be a reason for this big nose. Huh. Right. So there's this dream that I it might be reoccurring. I'm not going to say whether or not it is. <laughs> but there's like this bank robbery and then somebody's holding a gun and they're going to shoot. And then I save somebody by turning my head and the bullet oh, hits really? my nose. <laughs> <laughs> not to laugh. I'm laughing with you. Yeah. with you. The bullet hits my nose and I saved their life. And there's just purpose in this big schnoggin. Wow. There's purpose in everything. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. So is that the, is that your, like, who told you that? Um, yeah, I guess my peers and then unintentionally, you know, you, you pick out something about somebody's characteristic and you joke about it, you mm-hmm. know, 
Yeah. And so I kind of, I kind of, I guess society and, you know, you don't look like the people in the magazines and, mm-hmm. you know, you look a little different. And so I guess that's the story that I was told. Yeah. Um, unintentionally and intentionally. And we have the same size nose. So that's pretty funny to me. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Yours is so beautiful. Yours is too. Oh, see? Thank you. You want to switch? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I didn't like my nose growing up too. Really? But now I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, it's fine. Like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So kind of what I wanted to dive in today, because let's be honest. Um, I mean, if you, if your self-esteem is like boom on par and you feel sexy every day, I mean, you could feel, I think it's Praise healthy God. to feel sexy. <laughs> like you look in the mirror and you're like, I look Ooh. amazing. That Ooh. is, that's what I'm striving for. And if you're there, man, kudos to you. Give yes. me some tips. You get a cookie. <laughs> Give me some tips. <laughs> yeah. um, but I kind of want to dive into what is the root of us not feeling enough, whether it's not smart enough, uh, not pretty enough, not capable enough, mm-hmm. um, not having certain skills that you want to have in, in some way you don't measure up to um, what you think you should be. Yeah. And um, that tension can it be used for good or is it strictly only bad? Yeah. And then where did it come from? Yeah. And then what what story are you telling yourself? Like what movie do you keep playing in your head when mm-hmm. you get those thoughts? Yeah. I think for for me where it came from is when I was younger. Um, God bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. He would always, we love our dads, by the way. Just yes, to let you know. for sure. For sure. He's my second favorite man. For sure. And my family's from the South, too. So, okay. Yeah. So you really know what bless your heart means. For sure. Yes. <laughs> but uh, my dad would always say, like, um, are you dumb? Are you stupid? Like, if you did, if you messed up or something. And I think that's just how, like, the older generation kind of talked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would say, like, common sense would have told you this. And so my young self in my mind, I'd be like, well, maybe I don't have common sense because it didn't tell me. (laughs) So that would that like affected me so much because then I felt like, well, maybe I am dumb because Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Or maybe I am stupid because I I messed up or I got this wrong. And so that was something um, I remember even in the fourth grade, um, I got like a bunch of C's. And before that, I had like I would get decent grades, but I got a bunch of C's and I was, and I know I didn't try. And I was so like, Oh no, you know, I'm going to go home and show my parents. And I went and showed them and they're like, Oh, good job. And for me, it was like, you're like, what? that it set the bar. It was like, okay, as long as I can get a C, that's all I'm going to aim for. Because what's the point of doing all that work and possibly not get the <laughs> A? I don't recommend that, but that's what I did. Yeah. And so throughout my life, I've noticed that I don't put my fullest effort in because there's a fear of putting all that effort in and it's still not being good enough um, and re- and still not being smart. It's like, why try? Because then I can be like, well, I didn't really try and I got this. So that's good. Versus you try hard and you still get to see. And then that just really reveals that you really are stupid. And yeah. You really aren't enough, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like these narrative had have fueled not only the view of ourselves, mm-hmm but also how we make up for the not enough. Yes. Because, I mean, if you're just, if you are fine with being not enough, then I guess you're just walking around in, de- in a depressed state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's the only thing. But for those of us that, I think another way people handle it, or me, is that you try and make up for it. Mm-hmm. And so you said, you know so much about, you know, a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And one, I, I do think I have a natural curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um 
I'm making up for lost time. So my learning brain didn't turn on till college. Mm -hmm. And then I went to college. I went to film school. So I went to college for something that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. So ADHD, we have a brain that's wired, interest based Mm -hmm. wired. So if it's not new or novel or something we're interested in, it's super hard for it to like snap on and turn on and, and concentrate and do all that stuff. So a self-hack I found was to just do things I was interested in. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. That's really smart. Uh, and that's so wisdom. I went to film school. And then something something clicked. Like, I always had trouble reading. And I still do. But, you know, I've read, I've practiced reading. So I can read better now. Um, and so I just, like, dived into reading. And I made up for the 12 years of not knowing what the heck I was doing. Hmm. For book reports, I'd watch the movie and do it, you know. <laughs> you just know just enough to, uh-huh. to pass, you know. Uh-huh. Um and so I've been making up mm. for the first 12 years of my life. Interesting. But I'm like 25 years past that and I'm still You're trying 25. to make up for it. No, oh, past, 20, that, yeah. past that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thir- 39. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't understand that. 35. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that crazy mm-hmm. how this, the intentional and unintentional acts and views of others yes. we allow most of the time to shape us and form habits and yes based off that and then making up for it most of the time forms unhealthy habits yeah it's like a form of covering yourself for protection exactly so if if you're like me you're a recovering not good enough meaning i've accepted that i'm not good enough Mm -hmm. i'm okay with not being good enough well, some days, <laughs> not yesterday after we recorded some other episodes, oh. I was all bashing on myself. Oh. Um, what somebody wise, and I'm pretty sure it was my mom, told me is I she was like, mom. Emily, what does God say about you? Mm-hmm. And instead of allowing the world and even even loved ones shape your view, I think the first foundational voice and person we should believe is what God says. For sure. Like who he says we are and then how he views us. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about you and how how you have learned how God sees you. A couple months ago, I, uh, we shared this at lunch, our little lunch um, with our friend Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> love but you, Elle. Love you. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> we, um, not we, but um, I was in the process, um, I still am in the process of opening a group home for children in foster care. And a part of that is getting licensed. And so, hold on, excuse me. Doing the thing sick. Sorry. (laughs) But a part of that is getting licensed. And getting licensed, you have to write a bunch of policies and procedures um, in detail. Oh, man. And so it's a lot, a lot. technical writing almost? Yes. And so you have to look up the laws to know how to write the policies. Oh, my gosh. It's not just like, oh, I have these ideas. It's like. I want to do this. This is how I'm going to do this. This is what we're not going to do. This is what blah, blah, blah. This is the consequence if we do do it this way. Like it's like detailed. Um, and so it has taken me so long to do it because there were, everything in me was like, I just have to find, I need some help. I need to find someone who's done this, who can help me. So I was reaching out, trying to find mentors. And there's not a lot of, surprisingly, there's not a lot of group homes in like the Seattle area of Washington. And so I couldn't find anyone to like really mentor me in that. Oh my gosh. And there was like, it was almost um, provoking anxiety in me because it was like, oh no, like, how am I going to do what I know God's called me to do? 
if I don't have someone to help me. And I didn't realize that I felt like I wasn't smart enough. I, I didn't realize that I felt that way previously because I've had success in other areas and we've yeah. done a lot of, a, a lot of things. I used to always say, I'm good at figuring out how to figuring out yes, how to get it done. Yes. Yes. But when it came I can to YouTube like, that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But when it came to like having to like sit and like pull and put together, I was just really feeling defeated. And when I prayed about it, the Holy Spirit told me like, you have everything inside of you to do what I've called you to do. And so when the Holy Spirit spoke that to me, it was like a, hmm, like I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me. And who is more wise? Like who has more answers? Who is more yeah. creative than the God who created the universe? For real. And so when I like thought of it from that point, it was like, no, I, if God told me to do it, because there's some areas he doesn't give us the grace for, like he didn't tell me to go build a house. So I don't have the grace for that because that's not my calling, you yeah. know, but don't if, have that skill set. Yeah. But he's called me to do this. I know, you know, and so if he's called me to do it, then he's given me the tools necessary and the knowledge and the wisdom necessary to do what he's called me to do. And once I had that, like, aha moment, it relieved some of the anxiety of I have to find someone else because, and then I thought about like the, who told you that? And it's like, Oh, I feel that way because of this, because are you stupid? Are you dumb? Like, and I was able to connect with the help of the Holy spirit, able to connect those things. And it was like, Huh, this is so a, this is a recent revelation for you. Yes. Oh my word. Cause for years I didn't think I thought that I think I thought, I thought I was cool, you know? Yeah. But, um, but I didn't realize that deep down I really felt that yeah, way yeah, until yeah, yeah. this this popped up. And so what I've been doing is whenever those thoughts try to come up, mm -hmm. I just go to the word and I'm like, what does the word say? OK, he says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. It doesn't say I'm illiterate and I'm not smart enough and I'm this because even when I the thing that I do, I did recognize over the years, I thought I wasn't smart because I didn't go to school. Like I didn't have, oh, I never yeah. been to college mm -hmm. and I thought I wasn't smart because I still use broken English. Like I don't speak with big words or, you know, all these things. So I thought I sound stupid. Like, so before I, I, I did not like public speaking. I did not like to speak on a mic or in front of people because I thought I sounded stupid when I talked. And mm -hmm. so even like when I'm not close, close to anybody, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would, um, I usually start off very quiet. And so people are like, oh, she's so quiet and calm. Yeah. But really, I'm silly and I have words to say, but it's just me feeling out. Can I be comfortable? Can I, you you know, speak in broken, broken English around you? Can I this? So that was one area I knew, but not like the, can I do this? Am wow. I smart enough to do this? Wow. Yeah. I know that was a long answer. No, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Well, I'll, I'll reciprocate to that question. Um, oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you too. <laughs> Back Thanks. at you. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> this is just talking about Satricia today. I'm just oh, kidding. No. <laughs> just joshing. Um, okay, we're women, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're a guy listening, cool. Hi, hi, hi. But we're talking to the ladies. <laughs> so um, I've always been like super ambitious, mm -hmm. um, meaning like I want to. I want to change the world. Yeah. You know, I'm cinematic. So uh -huh. like, I really, really want to help change the world. Um, over the years and with wisdom, I have learned that you can change the world by changing a single person's life. For sure. You know, because um, just like, you know, the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess, you know, the ninth wonder of the world is the power to change one person's life. Mm -hmm. um, and then that would be like the ripple effect. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You change one person and that one person changes one person, but then that person changes like five people. And then, then it's like, you know, an MLM, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a pyramid scheme, but a yeah. really good one, <laughs> a good scheme. A good one. <laughs> that was just a way to dilute the gospel. <laughs> My bad. That's hilarious. But um, it's so real. It is. It is. I don't even know what I was saying. Well, you were saying like uh, the ninth power being the power to touch one person and it being a ripple effect. But that's what Jesus did, right? Oh, for sure. It was one person and he he changed different people's lives who went and then told about that. And it spread yeah. and we're still talking about yeah. it today. Um, so being a woman in ministry is mm-hmm. is kind of hard. Yeah. Meaning like there's not a lot of open doors. Luckily, I'm a part of um, a church community, Assemblies of God, that is like has the doors wide open for women. And that's that's been um, a breath of fresh air. Um, but I think that's different culturally. Oh, really? Yeah. So in, in like the black church, um, it's very like accepted. And there's oh really there's a lot of prophetess and women. Serious. Pastors OK, so your leaders. your church upbringing was like f- complete freedom. Yeah. And they're not that we didn't hear that because there was, I remember even a guy told me in the Bible, it says that women can't preach. And I was like, let me go study that scripture. Cause I know God did not say that because <laughs> uh, I was under a woman pastor at the time. Yeah. But it's a lot more like accepted. It's not like, okay. Like I hear okay. other people. Talk well, about. that's like, um, I mean, I guess for my like youth and growing up, I never thought about it. But once I got in, um, out of high school and I was on youth staff and we we're starting ministries, I had a a conversation with a dear friend of mine who's still a friend. And you know, you're, you're just figuring life out and you're figuring out what you want to do. But he happened to make the comment when we were about to start a ministry, you know, he was just, you know, learning about the Bible and wondering on things. And he brought up that verse that women, sh- you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shouldn't be quiet in the back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's like, Emily, I don't know if you can do this. Like, I don't know if women are allowed to do this. Mm. And literally that shattered, that shattered me mm. up until then. I, I think I was like 18. I had no, like, no. And that just slammed down this like roof on me. And I was like, crap. Then I questioned everything. Mm. Is this just like ambition? Like not from God. Mm. Is this drive not from God? Like, wow. can I not do these things? Am I limited to just children and women, other mm-hmm. women? Yeah. Um. And so that honestly is still a small struggle of mine huh. less now because I'm, you know, part of the assembly of God and I've done the biblical research and I feel 100% confident for sure that, um, that God has given the ability for women to <laughs> do what he's asked them. And yeah. he's asked him to do things like lead churches, lead yeah. movements. I mean, if we look at history, I'm yeah. sorry, even the woman at the well, exactly. She and and not even biblical. If we just look at like history, history, mm-hmm. how do communities start? Yeah. It's the women, the women in almost every part yeah. of the world have have been the forerunners of building community. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hmm. yeah, anyway, we're, we're, we're digressing here. No, but this is but, good. Someone needs to hear this yeah, because somebody, someone feels that exactly. Same way you feel. But this is one of those not good enough. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not good enough because I'm not a man. Yeah. Um, thing that helped fuel this. And then I just went back to what Jesus said. And, um, you know, and one verse and I wrote it down because uh it says, the Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Yes. And I knew that my heart was always in the right place in mm-hmm. the, in this regard. Yeah. My heart goes astray other places. <laughs> but in this part, I was like, I know, right? Mm-hmm. And I even, I remember asking my, um, my pastor when I was... Um, 
multimedia pastor at one of my churches, um, I was like, is it okay to have so much zeal? Like, mm. I want these gifts. I want to have the gift of prophecy. Yeah. I want to, you know, all these skills and gifts that you read about in the Bible, I want them. And mm -hmm. he was like, um, yes, yeah. pray for them, ask for them. Yeah. Like, and so he really fanned the flame that it's a, that this ambition that I had, mm -hmm. this go get them was not bad. Yeah. And so, um, it's I only just, bad when the purpose of having the ambition is to highlight us, you know, like when it's selfish ambi oh, ambition. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like cent centric. Yeah. No, mine like, was always I'm going to look great. Yeah. I'm going to be so, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to help people. Yeah. I want them to know. Um, and I guess this comes from, you know, you're not feeling enough and I'm mm -hmm. not feeling enough. And then hearing what God said that like. He said, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Like, I am a unique creation. Like, he made me in my big nose. Yeah. Like, maybe not to stop a bullet during a bank robbery, <laughs> but my husband sure <laughs> likes my nose. Yes, yeah. I mean, I um, I went horseback riding one time, and I got bucked off, and so I got a little bit, bit of a deviated septum, and the doctor, seeing my nose, he's like, you know, I can just shave that off a little bit for you while I'm in there. And so I was like, hmm. So Ooh. I took this picture of me and my now husband um and i it was a side profile of me so i shaved off the little hump on my nose to oh, see really? what i would look like without That's it hilarious and i was like oh my gosh i would be so hot oh funny. so i was like babe i'm gonna have him do this and he's like i won't marry you if you do that oh wow he's like i won't marry you if you All get right, a nose go job <laughs> go matt <laughs> yeah and i love you just the way you are yeah and i was like oh hmm. oh wow hmm. you know he just doesn't love me because of my uh, big personality or my my wittiness and humor that I that I developed to make up for me not feeling smart enough mm -hmm. you know and he's like no he actually finds my face attractive hey and so I didn't and now I embrace my nose yeah and the the ability to pause there is like what if I would have gotten a nose job and then all my children have my nose yes what the heck yes how rude yeah <laughs> and they're just like look at my mom look at mine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it like it's like not that nose jobs aren't bad. Like if you got a nose job, it's cool. I'm not judging here. I'm Reason. just saying, I'm yeah. just saying. Be free to me, do however you feel yeah, like. Yeah. I'm just saying for me, that would have been like, ooh, ooh. So instead for like 10 years, I pray, dear Lord, please don't let anybody have my nose. Oh, funny. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know some prayers God's up there. He's like, okay. But I think here's, he here's Emily it. again. He answered it. They yeah. have like this perfect combination of my, That's of Matt's funny. and mine. And That's they're all funny. so beautiful. Yeah, for sure. I was like, Please, this is so weird. Like these stories affect my <laughs> prayers. Like how vain is that? that I'm like, let funny. my children be beautiful on the outside and the inside. I made sure to do that. He because answered. He, he, answered. Did. he, he did. did. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and um, back to the verses. I mean, come on, let's get back to the Bible. The things that I'm just going to read a few off for you to kind of encourage you and how um, the listener, you guys listen to us. Um how God views us um, yeah. for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, yeah. which God prepared for us in advance to do. <coughs> this means that the unique set of skills I have, the unique set of circumstance that I've gone through in yeah. my life have divine purpose. Yes. You know, yes, I feel I like everything. worldly purpose is that trauma. Mm -hmm. Divine purpose is overcoming and learning to walk through that trauma yeah. and then being able to help people and relate. Yeah. Every experience that I've gone through that's not been for the best, what I feel like, mm -hmm. has made me more compassionate and more passionate for yes. people going through the same thing. That's exactly what I would say, how it's helped me. 
um, there's a scripture that talks about that. It says the things that we've gone through is not for us is to help someone else going through the same. Yes. So that's a scripture that helped me to like in my hard times. Yeah. And so it's just like all your idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. and all of these things. It's like um, God did all of those because he thought that they were beautiful to his eye. I remember sitting at a park with a friend who had just experienced um, the death of a friend. And so she was questioning life, like why and like, what is the purpose? Like, in a sense, just like standing there with no eternal value and seeing no purpose in life Mm -hmm. uh, for herself. Um, And I just, I don't know if it was a spirit, but I just like overcame, was overcome with this feeling. And I just, I looked at her and said, I was, what if he just created you to look at you? Hmm. What if there was nothing else in this world that you had to do, but the, the only reason he created you is because he had a unique, beautiful, creative idea and it turned out to be you. Hmm. You know, doesn't yes. that take like the pressure off? Yes. Because we, we do so much and a lot of what we do is making up for not feeling mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And so, you know, whether it's works or deeds or trying to prove your worth to everybody else, what if God literally just made you yeah. to sit there and look at you? Yes. And look at his beautiful creation. Yeah. What? And what if all the things that you've experienced and gone through that were not as pleasant, that were not as good, that were, that's trauma, that's all those things. What if those he allowed as a part of the beauty of the finished work that he's, he's called you to do? Yes. Because through those traumas, there's tools that we, we gain through those exactly. traumas. Exactly. There's a different understanding where we can have compassion, like you mentioned, you know? Yeah. Through that, like we treat people differently because of the experiences we've gone through. So I always say God is the best recycler. So even the things that are not, (laughs) he's the best, even the things that are not as beautiful or the things that may make us uncomfortable or feel less than, he still uses that to get the glory out of our life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. because even like feeling not smart enough. Now there's something in me. I I never call anyone stupid or dumb. Right. Because you know what it feels like to feel not enough. Yes. And even like little like sarcastic stuff. Like I have to, my children at school, they pick that up. But it's like a sarcastic, (laughs) like, really? You don't know that? And I have to tell them, you never want to make someone feel like less than because they don't know. Because it's a a gift to be humble enough to say, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, that's a level of wisdom in itself. And so those things only come because of what I've gone through. And that's a beauty in itself. Yeah. Um, I used to be in the habit of asking, uh, so my husband, I guess making up for not enough, I'd married somebody super smart. Like <laughs> he's ridiculously smart. Like it makes me angry a little bit. <laughs> I'm like a little godly jealous if that's and possible. And he's cool too. <laughs> he's super cool. But he can like just read something or absorb something and like know it. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't think he has a photographic memory, but he just has this memory for like history. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, history like gives you this perspective on like now in the future that is like calming mm-hmm. because he knows what's happened like thousands, thousands of years ago. Oh. He understands the, the po- politics and the and the society and the in the uh, social settings and how things you know, developed. And so sometimes he'll be like, well, this happens, you know, every 500 years, like Mm. this happens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, cool. And so like history was my worst subject. Like, huh? Mine's too. (laughs) I don't know anything. So I'm like just in the present freaking out. And he's Mm -hmm. like, woman, this has happened before. Yeah, that's dope. Um, what was he saying? Squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were talking about like what God says and then how it could be used how can be used for good? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, anyway, 
Um, so I am a storyteller. I think I just wanted to talk about my husband for a minute. I have nice. no idea where that Shout was going. Shout out to Matt. So sexy. <laughs> so sexy. Um, um, so I have been telling stories for like 25 years. Um, and one of the big things, what makes a boring story is just like a flat character, mm. meaning a character that doesn't go through anything. So pretty much you're just going to get a lesson in storytelling. <laughs> Literally all a good story is there's somebody, this somebody wants something, mm -hmm. which is right here, but then there's something in the there's way. A conflict. Yeah. There's something in the way <laughs> uh -huh. that is story. Um, and so Think about the things that you struggle with in your life or the experiences you went through. Mm -hmm. Like those are just plot twists. Yeah. And what they are is character arcs. Mm -hmm. And so when you, if any of you are fiction readers or you love watching movies or TV shows, you fall in love with people that are going through things and then overcome it. Yeah. So it's like we are wired to be attracted and love and interested in um, transformation. Yeah. But sometimes we only see it in the context of our Christian walk, mm -hmm. you know, but there's, you know, there's stories, just good stories basically is a story of transformation. Yes. Yeah. And so if we look at our not good enough as a story of transformation, yeah. meaning like we weren't good enough in this area, but then we learned what God said about us and then we still walk through life having good days and bad days, not enough, but then we accomplish things mm -hmm. while still you know, yeah. struggling with that a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing character arc. For sure. And even just to like take it a step further, I wouldn't even say not good enough, like not good enough to whatever standard we, oh, that we, know, we, we put on ourselves, we put on ourselves because I think the standard is we're good enough for who we're called to be. So even oh. in my, yeah, Oh snap. Even she in just the, got real deep guys, real deep. <laughs> <laughs> even in the areas that I might not qualify on someone else's scale, for my scale, I'm exactly who and what I'm supposed to be. And as I learn and I develop, I become something else. I transform into something else. But at no point in my journey am I not good enough. I'm good enough when when I don't have this skill mastered. I'm good enough when I'm struggling with this. I'm good enough when this is hurting me or feels uncomfortable. Like I'm good enough in every season. There's a season where I might not have this skill set, but that doesn't make me not good enough. Oh, you know? snap. So we can just solve this problem for everybody right now. Yeah. Right now. Watch Amen. this. Watch this. You ready for it? I'm watching. Okay. When did Jesus die for you, Satricia? I don't even know how many years, but it was No, thousands. I'm not asking for the date. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, VC or AD? We got to call Matt on this one. <laughs> call a friend. Phone a friend. <laughs> when did he die? When did he die for you? Before the foundations of the earth. So before I was born. Before I made a mistake. Before I had a flaw. Okay. There you go. He died for you when you were still a sinner yes which means that he died for you on your worst day on earth even when i was getting c's mm -hmm. even when you were <laughs> getting F's, c's. c's yes 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 <laughs> and so when the world says you're not good enough mm -hmm. i f this is what i personally do i reflect that jesus on the day when i felt like nothing or the day when i was in my deepest sin or the day when i was feeling farthest away from him he died for me on that day. Yeah. And so the lie is you are not enough. Yeah. The truth is you yeah. are enough. Always. And we shouldn't insult or we should try our best mm -hmm. not to insult his creation. Yeah. Right? If, yes. if, if you don't love yourself, I'm really sorry. And I've been there. Yeah. 
Um, but it's almost like a, I don't want to say, it's not like a form of disrespect, but like, yeah, he put time and energy into making you. Yes. Yes. I don't know. He put time and, in, and energy into making us and, and there's nothing we could do even in if we eat a bunch and gain a bunch of weight that would make him look <laughs> down, <laughs> that would make him look down and be like, oh, look at her. He's still looking down like that's my baby. That's my creation. Yeah. And I put all these good things inside of her. That's a shell that she's in. Yeah. But what I the gifts and abilities I put in her, the heart that I put in her, the mind that works like this, that's all beautiful. And it's for my glory. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess. The, the whole theme of life, especially for us in this season, is doing it scared. Yeah. You know, you're, you're and I think that's what courage is. You're, you're scared, but you're doing it anyway. And I feel like in any area of your life, when you feel not good enough or when you feel like you have the so-called imposter syndrome, that if you do it anyway. Yeah. Do it's it an perfect. It's an act of trusting that you're enough and God will fill in mm-hmm. or bring people along with him, yeah. uh, with you to accomplish what he's asked. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that the, and doing it scared is doing it. Like I'm not doing this in my own ability. The God of the universe is inside of me and with me and has all resources. So if he's called me to it, he'll get me through it. Yeah. For real, for real. So like to summarize everything, um, some questions to ask yourself. So when those stories come up in your mind, and again, Satrice and I both, um, and I can attest to her flaws. No. <laughs> Just, as, I love she, it. as she can mind, as she can mind for sure. Um, so everything that we like advice we give or experiences we share, it's in the heart, in the vein of walking together with you yeah. um, and maybe just giving some things that we use that have helped. Yeah. And so in that vein, if these thoughts of not good enough um, or whatever that is for you pop up into your mind, I would challenge you to do these three things. Ask yourself, what story are you telling yourself? Yeah. And then I would ask you to check that story. Is it fact or fiction? Yeah. And then in checking it, you need to say, who does God say I am? Because yeah. th- that will help with the fact or fiction. Yeah. Because sometimes some of the things you tell yourself are true. Yeah, they're facts, but they're not truth. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because um, the truth is, I gained a bunch of weight. <laughs> but, but the fact, that's the fact. But the truth is, I'm still fearfully and wonderfully made. Exactly. So ask yourself what story you're telling. Check it for fact and fiction. And ask yourself, who does God say I am? Yeah. And then just do that on repeat. And I hope that those resources... Those questions will help you. Yeah. I know that they've personally helped me. For sure, me too. I know that they've helped Satricia. And so we just want you guys to be encouraged today. Um, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Yay. All right, Satricia. All right. That was a good one. That was. All right. If you guys have any questions, you can email us at questions at Messy Faith Podcasts. Oh, we're going to have to redo that outro. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Okay. How do we turn this thing off? (laughs) Hey, it's Emily here. I just wanted to thank you on behalf of Satrice and I for listening to the Messy Faith Podcast and allowing us to speak into your life. And hey, we don't want it just one way. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at any time through our website, our email at ask at messyfaith.com. You can like us on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you listen to us at. And hey, we'd love a little review.
Can't wait to hear from you.